0: Hey there, and welcome to our East Coast Church podcast. If you would like to know more information about our church and who we are, head to our website, eastcoast.org.au. From
1: wherever you are listening right now, we hope that the content in this podcast blesses you. Hi, and welcome to our next podcast. We're so excited to be with you. Our beautiful garden arrangement. Uh, We're very excited to be close and connected. And I've got Belinda here with me today. And
0: I guess you want to intro yourself and what you do and what brought you here. Yeah, so my name is Belinda and I work in a country called Lesotho. My husband and I are ACCI field workers um, and we work with an organisation that we set up called Super. Um So mainly we work with people who are extremely marginalised or excluded, um, kids on the street, young girls involved in prostitution, yeah. um, kids who are out of school, um, and, and we work to get them really back into community and family so that they can find their belonging.
1: Yeah, and your whole organization is really driven around purpose, isn't it? And helping those um, children find their purpose. And so what is that, where did that whole theme come from?
0: Um, I think it came from a revelation, I would say. Um, It can be easy to look at the external and feel overwhelmed by it. And I certainly did when I was in Lesotho and I saw so many children living on the streets. um, You can just default to seeing people for a condition or a problem Mm. or something that's on the surface. So for a long time, I guess I had the attitude, well, how do I fix this problem? How do I fix the problem of children living on the streets and being homeless? And I think after some time, it really hit me that children are not a a problem to be fixed Mm. that there is nothing in god's creation that was made with with no purpose and nothing to contribute and it really changed the way i began interacting with kids rather than trying to fix them i tried to understand them and see what was within them
1: Mm. yeah that's huge and i think so often um I think even for women Mm -hmm. ourselves, we sit there sometimes and we get so consumed between, I guess, the roles that we play. Mm -hmm. Um, And I know you would have seen this in the kids as well as the roles that they play and identifying purpose in that. And Mm -hmm. so I guess in that, what would you say to, I guess, the women around purpose and really understanding that it's not necessarily the roles that they play, Mm -hmm. but there's a bigger purpose Mm -hmm. for
0: them? Um, I would say that I I know and I have seen that God is so strategic Mm. in his creation and that every single person was created for a purpose, that within all of us, hidden somewhere amongst our roles, our talents, uh, our passions, uh, we can find the things that God created for us Mm. to do. Um, And it's going to look very different to, I think, the messages that we're hearing from the world I think our world can esteem external success, wealth, effectiveness, and those are the things that we are striving for Mm -hmm. in order to attain an identity. Um, What I've seen actually is God can be very much the opposite, that the things that God value are far more intrinsic and perhaps not so externally validated a lot of the time. So I would say to women that where you are and what you have is your purpose for now. Mm. Um, Becoming a person who loves is our goal. Mm. Becoming like Jesus and becoming a person that God can demonstrate himself through is our goal. And if that's done in the home or if that's done with a neighbour or if that's done in a workplace, um, all of us can be living a purpose-filled life right where we are and in the season that we're in.
1: Yeah, for sure. And I think we were talking a little bit earlier about, you know, I think growing up in church, sometimes we get, um, we have this view that our calling is this one end goal. But so often, you know, our calling is looks different in different seasons. And I know you used to work in politics and then God spoke to you and brought you into this mission field. Like what did that look like what what feelings I guess in that moment have been taken from one place into another and I think we are all experiencing a level of that with COVID mm. um, and being having our every day being almost flipped upside mm. down um, and just going into an area of the unknown yeah. What what did that look like for you back then
0: yeah I think back then I had a plan for my own life and I thought mm. I knew how it would look and had worked really hard on it. You know, we yeah. go to university, we get our degrees, we build our yeah. CV, we get experience because um, there's something we want to achieve. Mm-hmm. And I was on that path when I arrived in Lesotho and what I wanted to achieve was really a transition from Australian politics to to international politics. So I was there to help with Lesotho's elections yeah. um, and then to return home. And that was flipped on its head because I was confronted with the reality of extreme poverty, and seeing children on my daily walk to work who were homeless and desperate and hearing the way they were, were spoken about and, and hated,
1: mm. uh, it did something
0: to, to my spirit. Yeah. And um, I guess I was faced with a decision, where will I invest my skills? Will I continue to build my own life or will I use what I have and the skills I have mm-hmm. for things that matter to God? And it was very clear to me that that children matter to God.
1: Yeah, for sure. And I think a lot of us can get to that point in life where God's calling us into something, but it's almost like we go, Oh, someone else would do that. Or, you know, or we see something like you saw when you were over there, like you saw the desperation, the need. And we could have a million excuses mm-hmm. under the sun mm-hmm. of not to do it mm-hmm. and not to invest mm-hmm. in it. But mm-hmm. you you step down and your faithfulness to God has really seen something go from strength to strength, which is amazing. And I think for a lot of women out there, they might be in that same position mm-hmm. of where God's called them into, into doing something different yeah. and something out of potentially their comfort zone. Yeah. And I think like particularly those that have partners or are married, there are so many hesitations to go, yeah. oh, well, what if they they don't feel it? What if they're not in it? What did that look like for you? You've been married to Josh and he's really come on board with that. Mm-hmm. Um, so what did that look like? How did that play out?
0: Well, this was something I did on my own for nearly 18 months. Mm-hmm. I was in Lesotho by myself and Josh was here pursuing his career. Um, but... I just began to share with him what I was seeing and what I was convicted of. Mm. And he came to Lesotho a number of times to visit me and he saw it too. Yeah. And I think we both agreed one day or is this a problem that we could fund someone else to fix? Is there a way that we can respond to this without having to give up everything we've worked so hard for?
1: Mm.
0: But it became pretty clear that there was no answer. And I remember the day Josh said to me, we've, we've seen this now and we're responsible. Yeah. And I think I also had seen God's hand so often in my life in the past that I was convinced that if I set my hand to this, he would show me what to do. And so I I decided I'm going to spend my life on what matters to God and I'm going to trust him to provide the rest.
1: Mm. Yeah, and I think so often we forget sometimes that God's given us this life mm. and that it is his mm. and that, you know, and I think that's the hardest thing is, um, as I was saying before, um, is that God gives us a promise and sometimes we try to execute the plan. Yeah. But he actually just wants to be a part of the every step, yeah. the every day and your whole journey screams faithfulness and God showing up every step of the way and I almost asked um, Belinda screen I was like, surely like it wasn't perfect because I know a lot of women would be out there and, you know, you can see a victory come to pass and think that there wasn't much heartache or anything in the process because the victory is there, it's evident. But what did it look like and what did you really have to cultivate in your heart in the process leading up to the victory and seeing all these children off the street?
0: Um, You're right in that we can look at each each other's victories and think that it was easy or that that person's somehow different Mm. from me or didn't didn't have the same challenges as me. Um, Both Josh and I would say that our time in Lesotho has been the hardest thing we've ever done. Mm. It was so small and so insignificant. We had absolutely nothing. We had no money. We had no car. We had no furniture. We had... We had none of the comforts that we are used to. Um, What we had was a conviction that people matter to God and a conviction that nothing is impossible for him. So if we would only begin a journey of faith, he would walk it with us and show us what to do. Both of us have transitioned over this time. Mm. Instead of dragging God behind us in a vision that we've had for our own life, we've actually taken a step back to sit behind him and watch what he's up to. Mm-hmm. And he's so faithful to open doors and to close the wrong ones. Mm-hmm. If we would just learn to hear him and if we would allow him to reprioritize things in our hearts and our lives, because he doesn't necessarily value what we value, nor is he pursuing what we're pursuing.
1: Yeah, so true. And I think... You know, as even now in this season where we've, we're have we slowly coming through COVID and there's been this whole stripping back mm. that we've really had to focus on what God is doing and I think spiritually as well, like when we look in the natural, a lot has changed, but spiritually foundations have been shaken as well. And I think it's important to know in this time, as things are being stripped back, that God can really direct us on the right path. And we were saying that it's almost a shame if we went back to what we were. And I think so much can be cultivated through this season in regards to faithfulness. And I know we were speaking before about next steps and the plans um, that God has, and I, I was saying, as a very strategic person, um, as I guess it, working in project management, you've got a lot of um, insight into what next, what next, and sometimes that we focus, we see God's promise, and then we execute the plan. Mm-hmm. But you guys have been faithful in every step, and I love that. And I love, would you just give a word of encouragement, I guess, to the women around, you know, when you do see doors shut? What did you do? Where did you go? Your next steps?
0: I'm at a point where I can honestly say I, I, I rejoice over the closed doors. Mm, wow. That God would be so invested in my journey mm. that he would shut things that looked like they were right, that I would have leapt through. And headed off in my own direction yeah. when god shuts a door that should be open or that appears like it should have been open i thank him mm. because he is directing my path and i would encourage women not yeah. to see closed doors as rejections but to see them as faithfulness mm.
1: my constant
0: prayer is god open the right doors close the wrong ones yeah open the right doors close the wrong ones and you will learn to watch the open and closed doors as signs of what God wants you to do next.
1: Wow that's huge yeah because I think even when we pray so often we're praying to get out of a season um, and we're praying for an exit plan rather than for God to just really reveal in this season what he wants to do and I think as it looks different for many people you guys also it your story now looks different. And you guys are here in Australia, which is amazing because we're very grateful for it. Um, and I know your local church is being blessed by it. Um, but yeah, what does that look like now that you've had to kind of shift
0: everything really? Um, again, God is in all of it. Mm. God has been in all of it. We were unaware that we would be stuck in Australia, but God was not taken off guard. Yeah. Um, both Josh and I separately about two years ago, felt a sense that we needed to begin handing over the day-to-day operations of Sapeo to our amazing team in Lesotho. Yeah. So for two years, that has been our sole focus, building up our leadership team and ensuring that Sapeo runs without us. Yeah. For the last year, I've been working from home in yeah. Lesotho. Yeah. I had no idea at the time why this was the sense that I was getting. But sitting here with you, it becomes clear that God was in all of it. Mm. Our absence has made absolutely no difference to our team. Yes. CEPEO is as strong as ever because they have been running our organisation for the last two years without us any- anyhow. Mm. Um, God's hand of provision was on visas for our children. We have three adopted children. One of them we've had for, for nearly seven years has been in Isn't our amazing. family. Their permanent residence for Australia came through at the very end of January mm. after seven years. Yeah. The hand of God is all over it. I don't need to know what he's up to. I just need to know that he's in it.
1: Wow. Wow. That's amazing. That's so true. And I think, oh, yeah, 100%. I'm like, that that in itself is so good in what we're talking about with the women this year and being able to cultivate goodness in every season and knowing that God is in it no matter what, and I think so often when plans change, we think, oh, God mustn't be in it, or, you know, when we're set with maybe our expectation of something is so far from reality and we go, well, God's not here, so am I just going to get stuck in a place potentially of disappointment and of hurt? And I think it's so good to be able to know that, you know what, whatever circumstance, God is here with us, he walks through through it with us Um, and I think that's really comforting and I know now like you still have a purpose for your organisation for the mission field that you have it might look different Um, so yeah what does that look like for you right now even though the purpose itself hasn't changed
0: firstly just speaking to what you've just said um, it's important to realise that seasons end Mm, yeah Every season ends. Yeah, there is nothing that is going to last forever. So when you are in that difficult, mundane, boring, where are you, God? What am I doing, God? Season.
1: Yeah.
0: Recognise that it is just a season. Yeah. And that at the end of the season, you want to have gotten something out of it. Mm. You want it to be a, you want to be able to stand and say. God, I was faithful in that hard season and I am different because of what I learnt in this hard season. So um, I would encourage people in those seasons to be faithful in the hard Mm. seasons so that the season can produce the fruit it's intended to produce. Yeah. So, yes, my season is very different now. Um, I'm in Australia unexpectedly. I am homeschooling my kids unexpectedly. (laughs) Um, My team is in Lesotho without me unexpectedly.
1: Yeah.
0: And I can't control any of it. Mm. What I can do is be faithful with it. So I am committing myself wholeheartedly to my kids and to having an incredible time with them that I've never been given before. Yeah. I'm committing myself to growing my leaders remotely and giving them a chance to flourish as completely independent leaders. Yeah. I'm committing myself to the people around me because every person you meet is part of your purpose. If I can walk away from every person that I've met having felt like I loved them wholeheartedly, that is purpose. Yeah. And there are people all around us that God is calling us to love. They're around us every day.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: And if you don't have an overarching purpose to fix your eyes on, fix your eyes on people. Mm -hmm. Who is in your world and how can you love them?
1: Yeah. It's so true because I think sometimes people have a specific purpose that God's called them into and sometimes it's so detailed and then you've got other people who go I don't know what God's called me into right now or I don't know what my next step is and I think you're so right in saying you know just be faithful in every season because this season will end and I think it's so important as our whole theme for women this year is about cultivating what what do we cultivate in those seasons what are we cultivating that can be harvested in the next you know God always wants wants to do good things yeah. for those who are called according to his purposes and plans and I love that that in every season we should be cultivating something yeah. and that's not just in a garden sense but it's also talking about you know um bestowing attention to yeah. and focusing on God and you know as we finish up and I want to thank you so much for being a part of this today, because I know the women will be really impacted by what you've shared with them. But would you just pray for the women um, going through potentially, you know, a season of disappointment, of missed expectation. um, And yeah, for them to just flourish and to be able to cultivate God's goodness in that. That would be great. Absolutely. Thank you.
0: Heavenly Father. We thank you for your presence amongst us as we gather together, for your faithfulness. God, for always remaining with us and in us and ahead of us and behind us. Mm. God, for having a hand in all things. God, for promising that even when we are faithless, you remain faithful because you cannot deny yourself. It is who you are to show faithfulness to your children. God, I know the seasons of feeling alone. I know what it's like to question and to feel purposeless, to wonder where you are and what you're up to and if I've missed it. I know what it's like to be in mundane, repetitive, boring seasons where it doesn't feel like a reason to get up in the morning. God, I thank you that even in those seasons you remain a faithful father and that in those things, like all things, you produce goodness for those who love you and who are called according to your purpose. Father, I speak a blessing on all your beautiful daughters that you have called for a purpose, that you have created for a reason, that you have planted in a place and a time that you would outwork your will and your plan through them. Father, I speak to those who are hurting and doubting and I ask that you begin to reveal once more that you wanted and that you planned and that you have a future for the life you have given them. Yes, God. God, I ask that you open people's hearts and people's eyes to others. Father, it's so easy to feel purposeless when when we are watching ourselves. Your plan, my Father, is always Father's. It's always for expressing your love to others and reaching those that are being forgotten and lost and left behind and rejected. Mm-hmm. Father, open the eyes of your daughters to see the people that they, they don't currently see and to see them for, for how you see them, to see the purpose in others, to bring out the purpose in others. Heavenly Father, yeah. Father, let us not emerge from this season with eyes only, for ourselves, Let us emerge from this season with a greater burden for others who do not know you and who do not know that they have a purpose.
1: Mm.
0: Lord, I ask for multipliers amongst your women, multipliers in their families, in their neighbourhoods, in their schools and in their workplaces. Lord, wherever they set their foot, may their presence be felt mm-hmm. because you go with them. Yes, God. Father, I am asking that you equip your women for the battle that you fill them with your power, that you flood them with your love, that they would overflow with who you are, that they would represent you, Jesus, and no longer ourselves, but that when people would see us, God, they would see you because there is less of us, Jesus, in this process of stripping back, less of Mm -hmm. us to make room for more of you. Heavenly Father, we ask that you continue to fill and bless, and prepare for what is coming. Mm. In the name of your beautiful son, Jesus. Amen.
1: Amen. Amen. I just want to thank you again. That was amazing. I know the women will definitely be impacted from just your experience, your heart, and your willingness to share. So thank you again. Thank you so much for having me. No problem. We'll see you guys next time. Thanks for listening to our podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel, follow us on social media and follow this playlist to stay tuned on what's coming up.